Hi, this is Carolyn Neelachlan, your hostess with the mostest of From Paper to People podcast, and you're listening to Pop Goes Your World. If you haven't already, subscribe on iTunes. And while you're there, please leave us a rating and review. And now it's time for our feature presentation. I'm Chris McBrien, and the pop culture from Generation X is everything to me. And I'm Derek Myers, and I'm here to educate Chris on the great pop culture of today's generation. Episode 221, 1986 Pop Culture Fantasy Draft. McBrien, along with Derek Myers. This is Pop Goes Your World, the pop culture podcast for the generations. We're back with another pop culture fantasy draft this week. Now, Derek and I will each be drafting a team of three movies, three TV shows, three songs, and one personal pick, all from the year 1986 this time out. But before we get started with our draft, Derek, what pop culture have you been able to uh, get yourself into this past week, my friend? Hey, Chris, I got just a couple. Unfortunately, no documentaries, but I have a really good doc on my PVR that I'll have queued up for the next time we uh, we do a show. Uh, I had a chance to watch a couple of movies. So the first thing I watched was a slightly older movie from 1994 based loosely on the old television series. It's called Maverick, starring Mel Gibson, Jodie Foster, James Garner. It's directed by Richard Donner, who did the Lethal Weapon films. And, and Superman what I just too. learned. Among other great ones. And what I just learned this week when I rewatched it, Mm -hmm. it was written by um, the very great writer, William Goldman, who wrote Butch Cassidy, the Sundance Kid, All the President's Men and the Princess Bride. I had no idea he wrote this movie, which is probably part of the reason I enjoy it so much. I mean, there's a lot to like about this movie. I hadn't seen it in probably 10 years, but it's great. It was a lot of fun. And because it's sort of set in that wild, wild west uh, period it's you don't really have to worry about like oh does it hold up well it does because it's set when it's set it's not like it was set in the 80s and it's like oh it feels outdated and stuff it was really good i really enjoyed it if you haven't seen it or you haven't seen it in a long time it's worth going back i totally forgot that alfred molina is the bad guy um no i really enjoyed it it was a lot of fun have you seen this movie i have not but i know alfred molina he was in spider-man 2 he was doc ock and of course he yeah. was in one of my favorite movies of all time Raiders of the Lost Ark. He was a tipo. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it was a lot. It was a, it's a really good movie. If you can nice. find it, it was, re, it was on one of the cable channels, uh, movies from the nineties and I recorded it. It was really good. I was very glad that I had a chance to revisit that this week. Then, uh, as, as many of our listeners probably aware, the new season of stranger things dropped on Netflix in the last week. It and I was did. like, Oh, well, yeah. I better start watching this. So my wife has already binged the entire season And she's like, you got to watch this quickly because the Internet is going to ruin stuff for you. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. So last night after she went to bed, I thought, okay, I'm going to start season one or episode one of season four of Stranger Things. I sit down, I fire up Netflix and, you know, Netflix, it's really good for saying like, hey, here's something new that you might like. And so before I can even select Stranger (laughs) Things, it's like, here's something you might like the new Jackass movie. And I was like, hmm. I better watch the first 20 minutes or so of this jackass because I've been hearing some great things. I ended it's up like, watching. It's like, movie. here's a shiny toy. Look over here. Yes. Oh, look, look. Yeah. So, Chase it down so here street. I am, 11 o'clock at night. I, I was planning to watch Stranger Things, and instead I start watching Jackass going, oh. I'll just watch 20 minutes. You know, I'll get a few of the sketches under my, be- under my belt, and I'll come back to it tomorrow if it's decent. I end up watching the entire movie. For, it's Jackass 4.5 is what it's called. <laughs> It's the new the new release, and if you enjoy the Jackass, if you enjoy this franchise, if this is a property that you have liked over the years, you will love this movie. It is everything you want from Jackass. It was so funny. Uh, my wife the next morning said, like, what were you watching last night? I could hear, like, all this yelling and screaming. I'm like, that was me laughing. And she's like, oh. Stranger Things what, wasn't that funny. What's going on? Yeah, she's like, what were you watching? I'm like, I was watching Jackass. And, like, I could literally hear her eyes roll. And she's like, oh, my God. And I'm trying to describe some of the, the skits to her. And she's just, like, shaking her head going, "That's dumb. why is that funny? Yeah. And I can't even finish explaining it. I'm laughing so hard just retelling her about these things. And I'm, like, I'm laughing now thinking about it. Just how dumb they are. But, oh, my God. 
so funny. Now there was a lot of sketches in their thing that were like just gross out things where they all puked, which that I'm not interested in. But anything where someone gets hit in the nards, solid gold, man. And there was a lot of solid gold in this movie. It was great. I loved it. But you know, so Jackass 4.5. If you if you just want to turn your brain off and laugh at people getting hurt in in a controlled way, oh hilarious I, I i so i haven't had a chance to start stranger things yet i'm gonna do that after record tonight but that just you know shiny toy took my attention away nice and that's on that's on netflix and then uh this this past week disney plus has brought us back to the world of star wars with the new ongoing series on disney plus called obi-wan kenobi Chris, have you had a chance to watch this? Yeah, no, I heard of it. I've, I've only, and of the other ones, I watched a little bit of The Mandalorian. No, I watched the whole first season of The Mandalorian. And then I watched a couple episodes of The Book of Boba Fett. But I haven't had a chance to get back to watch those. So I don't know when I'm going to get around to Obi-Wan Kenobi, if ever. We'll see. So uh, I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it. They, they dropped the first two episodes last week just as like a, hey, here it is. Honestly, Chris, I think this is the best Star Wars they've put out since the original trilogy. It was super strong. It made perfect sense for the canon of Star Wars that we know. It just, they really hit all the right notes. And they've got Ewan McGregor back playing Obi-Wan Kenobi. And they've just, it takes place 10 years out. Again, this isn't a spoiler. This is right in the first two seconds they go. This takes place 10 years after the events of the prequel trilogy. And at the start of the Obi-Wan Kenobi, it says, click here for... A, you know, a, pre, a summary of what's happened before. And I'm like, this is episode one. Why do I need to see a preview of what's happened before? And they basically s- summarize the prequel trilogy into about two minutes, showing you all the things you need to know to prime you for this series. And it was perfect. That's how the prequel trilogy should be watched. Here is a yeah, two minute it summary. Should be of all that pared seven down hours. to two minutes. That's what yep. it should be done. They yep. pared it down to two <laughs> minutes, and it's great. It's It's like, Watching a sports highlight reel and just getting all the home runs. Like, this is all I want. I don't care about a guy, you know, he, he committed three errors and the pitcher had a 110 pitch count. Like, I don't want to worry about any of that crap. Just show me the home runs. And so it gives you that at the beginning. And then, bang, two one-hour episodes, you're off to the races. It's fantastic so far. If you uh, are marginally interested in the Star Wars franchise, you have to watch this. You may actually want to wait until the whole series is over and then you can just binge the whole thing in one sitting. But... Yeah, it, it was fantastic. I, I these two episodes, if it's even half as good as these first two episodes, we're in for a real treat. Nice. So that was my week. What about I, you? What'd you do? I have a couple things. So I started watching the documentary that you mentioned last week, uh, the one by Judd Apatow on the life of George Carlin. Oh yes. Oh my God, it's so good. So of course I'm watching it with my really wife. Good. She just fell asleep. She's like, I don't want to yeah. watch this. So whatever. But I thought it was great that we just watched. I just watched like, oh, I don't know, maybe even 45 minutes of the first one. And they're long. They're two hours each. But uh, yeah. so it was all his early stuff and him starting out. But I think George Carlin is just fantastic. So I, I really like that so far. And then also I wanted to mention that I did some uh, some training over the last week, like some professional development stuff. I'm a, I'm a college professor in the day. I, I don't I don't podcast full time, believe it or not. It's hard to believe. I don't know. I don't. So as a college professor, I've, I've been doing some professional development and they asked me for this four day training that I went to this session. You're supposed to bring something that means something to you, something that you can bring and and put it on this sort of communal table. And it's something that represents something that you like and, and, and a part of you or whatever. So, of course, I brought the Funko Fonzie. Nice. I thought you'd like that. So I brought Funko yes, Ponzi. Yeah. So it was really nice. Well, I, I I know that's uh, both the both the 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 toy and the person means something to you. So that's a good pick for you. It was a good pick. It was a good pick. And, and and also I have this for you. Here's your dad joke of the week. This one's a little bit of a 1986 kind of related joke, and it's more of like a story joke than just my usual ask a question, do a punchline. Okay. So. Okay. I, <laughs> bear with me. A Gen Xer. Are we going to have to censor this joke because it's from 1986? Is it going to be full of inappropriateness? I don't know. I guess we'll find we'll, we'll okay, find out ahead. if it gets we'll, past we'll, the we'll censors or not. Who knows? Yeah. We'll, okay. Let's okay. let's run through it and see. Okay. okay. So uh, inappropriate for this podcast too because you know all the different generations. A Gen Xer, a millennial, and a boomer go on a desert journey together, and they're each allowed to bring one thing to help them survive. The Gen Xer says, "I brought food." in case we get hungry. The millennial says, I brought water 
in case we get thirsty. And the boomer says, I brought a car door for my old 86 Buick. In case it gets hot, we can roll down the window. Oh. You know what? I was just thinking too. <laughs> so I was just saying that. Didn't we just get an email the other day here at the office about from the AARP saying that they were going to like feature us in their magazine in an upcoming thing? Well, they're not going to feature us after they hear that joke. Oh, f- a little Canadian show called Shit's Creek. You can say Shit's Creek, but you can't say. Wow, you are really dating yourself here, bud. Shit's Creek is awesome as What are you talking about? Have you not seen Ryan Reynolds' film career? Apparently my son has no soul. Just love You're not recording this, are you? No, no, never. Like, that's that's criminal. I know. <laughs> we basically have the same bone structure. From the waist up, I presume. Most people won't question it. It's all ball bearings now. So, Derek, we have had six pop culture fantasy drafts so far, and when we get together and do these, we each draft a team of three movies, three TV shows, three songs, and a personal pick for 10 picks overall, and then we send our lists off to our esteemed panel of judges, who then vote on their favorite list, and then we reveal the winner on the next show. So, so far, I'm up four to two. I took home the drafts from 1981 1982, 84, and 85. And Derek, you were declared the winner of 1980 and 1989. You bookended. You began and and, and finished the the decade really, really well. So this time out, we're going to be drafting a team from 1986. And as we normally do, we will have a coin flip. So I'm going to flip the coin, and I'm going to let you call it, as I always do, to determine who goes first. Because once a person goes in this draft and picks something, it's off the board. So you, so picking first is important. So would you like heads or would you like tails? Derek, what do you call? I'm going to call tails. You got it. You get to go first. Tails is yours. Wow. All right. Way to go. Well, so you get the first I, pick. And again, we can pick them in any order. The only thing we have yeah. to do is pick our personal pick last. So if you want to pick a movie or a TV show or a song or whatever. So whatever you pick is going to be off the board. So uh, you get to, to take it away. So what would you like to do? Yeah, I remember at the start of the last episode, I did a whole thing about how, like, you know, the first pick is so important and all that. This year is probably the first draft we've done where I feel that all three categories have such strong contenders at the top of the list that whether you pick first or second, I don't think is going to be as advantageous this time around as it's been in some of the other ones, right? There isn't just that single one you know, if you get E.T. or Back to the Future, you have it locked. Like now, that's not to say that there aren't a couple of strong picks, but I, I, I didn't feel that that was the case in this one. But I am going to do the predictable thing. I'm going to start with movies. I'm going to pick the number one movie from the box office from that year. I'm going to go with Top Gun. Yeah. And that's really going to help you, too, because the, the new one's out. Right. And it's like, yeah, big I'm, sensation. I'm, I'm, so exactly. I'm hoping there's a little recency bias there. And I think a lot of people are revisiting the old Top Gun before they go and see the new mm-hmm. Top Gun. So I think that that will help me as well. In fact, I'm going to see the new Top Gun tomorrow, so I'll be able to talk about it on our next show. So that's that's my number one pick. I don't think that's going to come as a surprise to anybody. Mm-hmm. No, that's definitely a good pick. Like I say, especially with that new Maverick one coming out. My, my wife said, yeah. you want to know something really interesting because, you know, I'm, I'm like the 80s guy. I've, I've never seen Top Gun, the original. I've seen parts of it. I remember... Um, his his friend or whatever I think it was played by Anthony Edwards like he dies in it spoiler alert the movie's like 40 I was gonna say hey spoilers <laughs> but uh, from I remember that and I remember Val Kilmer was in he was a bad guy so I've seen parts of it and for some reason I remember that he flew really low and kind of buzzed over the base at one point or something and that you know made the, the, the captain mad or something like that but other than that I, I don't really think I've seen the whole thing I was never really into it so Oh, go figure. Um, okay, so that's I think a good you pick, just though. stayed away. I I think you stayed away from it because it was a Tony Scott movie, and you just seem to have this affinity for not watching anything directed by Tony Scott. No, you make me watch some Tony Scott movies, and I like some of them. I thought they were pretty good. Well, hey, spoiler alert: we may have to get you to watch this one. But so anyway, I what, was, what's your pick? Oh. I was around back in 1986, as you know, and um, yes, you're right. Top Gun was the number one movie at the box office. And it was a bit of a sensation. You know, it was pretty popular. You know, jets and stuff like that. And people liked it. Um, but for me, as a pop culture phenomenon, there was the movie that actually finished second at the box office that year. I'm going to go with that. And that's Crocodile Dundee. 
So if you yeah, go back to 1986, Crocodile Dundee was pervasive. Like it was everywhere. And it was it was so popular, in fact, that Foster's beer had this like massive push in North America. Like people, you, you like Foster's beer was available everywhere. They were advertising it and people were drinking it all because of Crocodile Dundee because it was Australian and like Australia was the whole thing. And the movie's like quite, it was on, um, it was on cable a little while ago. I want to say about like two months ago. And I remember saying to my wife, oh, Crocodile Dundee is on. I want to watch it. And I put it on. And I remember it didn't have a very strong climax to the film. It didn't have a great ending, I remember. Oh, it's got that great scene in the subway. In the subway. That's but before end. that, there was no, like, it was just like a him fighting a couple guys in the alley. And I was like, oh, it was a little bit weak. But overall, like, it was, it's that typical fish out of water story. And I like how they they start, you know, by showing you him. And then there's also, also a lot going on in the movie where it's like, I almost felt like at times, like, is he kind of a fraud? Like, how is, like, what's what's going on here, like, with this whole thing? But, uh, no, it was really, really good, really entertaining, great, uh, great lead, uh, great lead uh, role by, with Paul Hogan and stuff. So, and, and it was, yeah. and it was, like, it was everywhere in 1986. So, as much as Top Gun was the number one film, Crocodile Dundee only was $2 million behind it, with $174 million at the box office. So, I'm going to go with Crocodile Dundee. So, that's my pick. So we each have a movie off the board. So yeah. uh, over to you. Where do you want to go, my friend? Yeah, I figured you were going to do that. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to jump to TV. Although TV has a pretty deep bench, I think there's a couple that are standout 1980s picks. So I'm going to go with Alf. Yeah, I what, think that's what's more 80s than yeah. the the alien puppet? He uh, speaking of cultural phenomenons, like he was a he was a huge deal. They, he ended up, the you know, it appealed to adults because it was a decent sitcom. It appealed to children because the you know the alien was a little puppet. They sold toys. They made him into a cartoon. They made him into a comic book. I seem to remember they used him in various advertising campaigns. He, he was he was the it thing in 1986, and the show ran for four seasons and. Uh, I mean, when you say Alf, it immediately people are like, oh, that show from the 80s. So I got to pick it on name recognition, name recognition alone. First movie pick for me, my second or my first TV pick, my second overall pick. I'm going with Alf. I like that one. I think that's a good one. That would have been my number one TV pick as well. And yeah, yeah it's it just the whole again. It was a pop culture phenomenon. Like it was a big yes. thing. Um, OK, I am. I think I'm going to stick with movies. Here, and I'm going to go with a movie that I just think will resonate with the judges because when we think of 1986, obviously there's a lot of nostalgia that's going on. And this movie was not the most popular movie at the box office that year. That's for sure. It was not the, you know, this huge runaway hit. But I think over time it's endured so much that people just love it and they feel good about it. And that's Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. Oh. Chris, I was debating between Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Alf. Those were my two options, and I went with Alf. So you, mm-hmm. that's a good pick. You stole it right out. I was coming yeah. to that next if you had left it on the board. I feel like, I, I mean, you you got Top Gun, and then you I think you got the best TV show. So I really felt I needed to kind of bolster things by having two top, you know, tier movies yeah. in there. And like I say, it wasn't the most yep. popular movie, but I think over time when you look back, like, <laughs> it's just so good. <laughs> In so many ways, yeah. you know, so, it's very, yeah, strange. I think that's a good pick. So, okay. Over to you. All right. I'm going to jump to music then. You and, and your music. I'm going to go. You always get me with that. Yeah. Uh, so my TV list has 10. My movie list has 15 and my song list once again has like 25 and narrowing it down to just like six or seven was really difficult, but I'm going to go with a song that was a big hit in 86. It's one of the, it's, it's, it's got staying power. It's from one of the best long artists. that has the most longevity since the eighties Bon Jovi. I'm going with living on a prayer. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I definitely would have gone with that one myself as the next pick. And I agree with you. It wasn't the most popular song of the year, but uh, no, it wasn't the number one, but it's mm-hmm. it. Anytime you're, you're listening to a classic station, a pop station, an 80s station, this song, I probably hear this song five or six times a week now. And I probably have heard it five or six times a week, every week since it was released in 86. This, this is, this song is, I don't want to say it's a perfect song, but it resonates with everyone. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's my pick. Where are you going? So I got one of each now. Where are you going? You got two movies. Well, I'm thinking about... Wrap up the- yeah. I could... No, I could go with... T. I don't want to do that because then it gives you free reign on that category. I feel like it's got to be a TV show or a song. I'm just not sure which way I want to go here. Um, I think... I think what I might do is go to... 
TV. And I'm going to go with one again that I think at the time it wasn't the most popular TV show, I don't think. But again, it's really endured. And that's Perfect Strangers. I'm going to go with that one. Nice. I think, I think that one resonates, you know, people, Balky and, you know, cousin Larry and all that kind of stuff. And, yep. and when I, when I think of perfect strangers, like I just, it just sort of screams the eighties for me, you know? So, yeah. um, I think perfect strangers is a good pick for, for my TV pick there. So I'm going to go with that because there is still a lot of songs. So, all right. There are. Yeah. Uh, if you, if you had asked me for advice and I was in the giving mood, I would have said, go with TV. Cause, uh, <clears throat> the list is shorter mm-hmm. and sort of I'm going to do the exact opposite of that right now even though my song list is my deepest list my one and two were pretty solid and I want it so my number two uh, m- music I'm going to right now is the Beastie Boys you gotta fight for your right to partay yeah that's definitely a good pick and that was actually probably going to be my next pick here on the board which is something you and I don't always do we tend to keep out of each other's way yeah, yeah. But uh, almost every pick here is like, oh, I was going to take that one next. And then, you know, yeah. you take one like, I was going to take that one next. So that's a, that's a good one. I like that one. Um, I still think I can come back in that category and do okay. So I, yeah, I think agree. what I'm going to do is I do need to get a song. That's for sure. I just don't know which one I want. There's a, I got a couple that I think scream the 80s. Mm, what do I want to do? I'm not going to do that. I think I'm going to go with... It's between two as my number one song here. I think I'll go with Walk This Way, Run DMC. Yeah. And it was my very next pick. Yeah. Number three song I wanted. Yeah. No, that's, so that's, again, we're, that's we're doing that kind of thing where we're, we're obviously kinda, doing this. We're reading from the same scouting magazine. Yeah, no kidding. I just, I think, you know, again, the song originally came out, you know, back in the 70s, but this, this is a defining song of the 80s. It really is. And I think yeah. if you went back and made a list of all the songs from the 80s that kind of meant something and were important, this one jumps out. So I think for 1986, I'm cool with it representing my first pick from the yep. 80s. So oh, that's I'm a good, go that's that. a good pickup. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to jump back to TV. Okay. I'm going to go over the show that was not as popular as you might have expected in the 80s. It was a kid's show, so it resonated with children, but over the years it has become a cult classic and peewee's playhouse yeah again we are just totally stealing each other's picks peewee's playhouse is a great pick i think that that's a great pick and it was a short-lived show but it had a real niche audience at the time too well it ran five seasons so i mean although i think the last couple seasons were pretty short yeah and unfortunately the uh the actor paul rubens who plays Wee herman got into some trouble uh, in an adult movie theater and was canceled and then has you know remarkably been able to sort of come back a little bit over the years but peewee's playhouse is one of those uh one of those things that in the moment people were certainly not open about watching or enjoying it if they were you know over a certain age if you were a teenager or a, or a young adult but i think that over time uh people had have rediscovered it as it became available on video and on dvd and on streaming and it's i think it's one of these ones that now like you know the college kids will find and they'll they'll watch it when they're really high or really drunk and uh and they'll really enjoy it i mean it's actually a pretty good quality show you watch it it's it was very uh, edgy considering that it was a kid's show at the time. And it's got uh, a lot of actors were doing very small guest parts because they were just starting out that ended up becoming like huge megastars and very, very recognizable people. So uh, like I, I want to say it was um, Lawrence Fishburne, Lawrence Fishburne. Yep. Yeah, was in it. And um, the I'm sorry, I'm blanking on her name. The woman who was the the captain in, in um, uh, Law and Order for like a decade. She was in this as well. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, Pee Wee's Playhouse, I, I, I'm glad I got it. I had Alpha as my number one and Pee Wee's as my number two, and I got them both, so I'm very happy about that. So is that, like, uh, where that, are you going to next? Is that S. Yes. Apathomurkison? She was in that? That's the one. That's wow. her. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think she was the male, the male lady, the letter carrier. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's so cool. I didn't even know that. Um, I think I need to go back to songs, and I know you've got lots and lots of songs, and I usually kind of forego this category, but I think I'm going to go with this song because... <laughs> In 1986, this was important because two years before, this band had this massive album and they were all over the place and then they made this massive change. They changed their lead singer. You know, I'm talking about Van Halen, obviously. They came out with 5150 in 1986 and they got rid of David Lee Roth and they brought in um, Sammy Hager. And so the song is Why Can't This Be Love by Van Halen. I'm gonna go with that one as my second song. So I'll be honest, on my very deep bench, I did not have anything by Van Halen mm-hmm. just because 
in the in 1986, I didn't personally remember the 5150 album being a thing compared to a lot of the other songs. And it believe me, big. Van Halen is one of my all time yeah. favorite bands. So, I, you know, when I was putting my list together, I just I, I, I don't want to say overlooked them. But when I saw it, I just went, nah, this isn't 1984. We're going to move on. So. So I think you might have sort of snuck a snuck one in there on me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, sorry, that was your a big song, right? And 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 remember when back when we did our our Van Halen songs episode? This was yes. my favorite Van Halen song. Like it's wow. I don't know, there's something about it that's just really catchy and I really like it. The fact that they were able to over how the hell do you overcome David Lee Roth leaving the band? Well, yeah. kicking him out. Yeah, like how do you overcome that? Well, they did it. and They did it in spades. So that's yep. that's what I'm going with. All right. I only have one movie, so I got to go back to movies. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. And I've got two solid, I mean, I've got a lot of solid picks on the list here, but I'm just trying to think about what I need to do here. I think I'm going to go with the movie that I think if I left on the board, you wouldn't immediately take it, but I'm, I can't risk you taking it out from under me. And that's Aliens. I James Cameron. take that one. You love that movie. It was a big movie. Yeah, it is. Time, right? It's a good movie. It's it's a great movie. I know, uh, um, you know, it's one of those ones that if it's on TV and I see it's on, I, I, oh, I'll i just watch this next part. And next thing you know, you know, two hours of my life have passed and I've enjoyed Aliens for the 35th time. Um, yeah. So now I've got two of each. I got two TVs, two movies and and two TV shows, uh, two songs, two TV shows, and two movies. And it was popular. It was in the top five at the box office. It took eighty five million dollars. So, I mean, like this. You know. Well, and it spawned two more sequels and then three more sort of sequels from mm-hmm. uh, Ridley Scott. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's a franchise that has endured. Um for better, for worse. Like, I mean, the Alien versus Predator movies were kind of crap, but uh, it's never really gone away from pop culture. So. So I'm going to go back to TV. You and I have taken some risks before when it comes to TV shows, because keep in mind the rules for this game when we do this draft. Oh, I know exactly where you're going now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go is, on. The, is that it has to debut in the year that we're drafting. Now, yeah. we have struggled with shows like Jeopardy and things like that, that, that have been around for a long time, you know, but they yes. just happened to debut in that year. And I think you lost some votes when you picked Jeopardy in the one year that we did it because it was like. Well, we don't really identify that with 1982 or whatever. Well, it was. especially because it's still on the air. Yeah, but, yeah. exactly. And I think I think we did. Um, wasn't Sesame Street Entertainment Tonight? Maybe I think yes. was on one of the lists. That was one well. of the ones you did. Uh, yeah, too. I think it was like from '84 yeah. or something like that. But I, yeah, it's, I still, a, it's a risk. But I'm I think I know where take, you're going with this, yeah, and I think you're making a good pick. Yeah, I think I'm willing to take the take the gamble here and and roll the dice on this one because I still think even though this this show endured, you know, right up until the 2000s. It still is an 80s show to me. And that's the Oprah Winfrey show. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to go with that. The was, Oprah that was coming show. up on my list. Yeah. So that's my second uh, TV show. So now that's I've got two movies, two TV shows, and two songs. And so do you. Right. You have two of each, too. So the ball's yeah. in your court, my friend. So where do you want to go with this yeah. on the draft next? Well, I'm locking up movies right here, right now. Okay. I'm taking Stand By Me. Well, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. I, love I, was, I was worried. I was worried you were going to nab it out from under me, but I'm like, because eh. yeah. again, it's, it's I, it, I have two action films. I needed something a little, uh, you know, a little different. And uh, Stand By Me was where I really, so my my movie order of picks here was Top Gun, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Aliens, and Stand By Me. And you nabbed well, Ferris so you Bueller, but I got the other three. So I, I'm very pleased with how this played out. Mm-hmm. It does leave the movie category completely wide open for you. Mm-hmm. So you can avoid that. And uh, you tell me where you want to go next. You want to do a song or a TV show? I guess I feel like there's still so many songs left and the songs that yeah. I'm kind of leaning toward, I don't think you would, you know, pick. So I, I'm not in yep. danger of losing them or having you snipe them on me. So I think I got to go to TV shows. I just don't know what to do because I mean, one of the big TV shows that started in 86, I never watched. And I feel like it's something that like my grandparents want to watch. So I don't really want to get too much. That was the next one on my list. Yeah. The next one on I, my list, dude. I know. I just, I don't know if I want to go there with it, but I also want to have a little bit of variety in here. I've got a comedy. There's a couple little sort of sneak in TV show picks that I have on my list that I'm like, Mm -hmm. "Eh, things really go sideways. I can always jump in with that. But Mm -hmm. I think I, hmm, do I go there? Yeah. What the hell? I'll just jump in and I'll take it. I'm going to go with Matlock. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, literally, I mean, that was the next one on my again, list. Again, I think of it like my grandparents would watch it, but I think when you think back to 1986, you know, I mean, now it's been 40 years, so so no matter who is judging this, they're going to still think it's their grandparents watching it, and uh, and in some cases, you know, that's the case. So so I mean, I, I was it was a pretty good show, you know, like I watched it from time to time just to see what it was all about because it was pretty popular. It was a typical procedural. It was in the same vein as Murder, She Wrote. It's like, you know, at the end of the week, at the end of the episode, they're going to wrap it up. Matlock's always going to win the case. The person's always going to get off. He always won his cases, didn't he? Yeah. Never lost the case. And the fact that it was was Andy Griffith, you know, who was a TV icon. Yeah. You know, from the early days of TV from the 60s. So, yeah, I think it's, I think that's the way to go. Uh, There was a couple other ones I liked, but I'm I'm going to go with that one. Just One of the things I liked about Matlock was... Was to your point, Andy Griffith was like one of the first TV stars, like from way back when TV first started. And this was a way to allow him to end his career with dignity, right? Like he was playing this character who was very much very similar to the character he had played 40 or 50 years earlier. Uh, you know, he was that that southern gentleman who always treated people nice and he, he was the lawyer who always found the way to win the case like it was a very like good clean and wholesome it's it's they literally show reruns of of matlock on the religious channel like it's it's that that good natured and uh, now mm-hmm. I, I i mean i'm sure there was some behind the scenes stuff that we never were privy to but uh i'd like to think that uh that andy griffith uh, was was a decent guy and if he's anything like the characters he played on tv i'm sure he was yeah all right was- it was it was also like like the other thing is that even though he was older at the time when he did it, he was still very sharp and very smart. Yes. And so I think you yes. know, it, it portrayed sort of senior citizens in a good light. And yes. and it really kind of built on what Perry Mason was doing, you know. So, yeah, I, I think I think it's a, uh, also, I, I like that back. OK, over to you, my friend. What All do right. you got? Well. I'm going to go to to songs simply okay. because, you know, we're going to uh, there's no point in me picking a TV show because you've already got yours and I've already done my movies. Mm-hmm. The, the real the real decision I've got to make here is the next song on my list is Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins. But Ooh. I have the Top Gun movie. Yeah. And I really just don't know if if the double dip is worth it. And if I leave it, I don't know if you're going to take it. I don't like. And so because we ran into this with. The year the, the Miami Vice draft, there was the mm-hmm. Miami Vice theme was on the board. And with uh, Beverly Hills Cop, Axel F was on it. So it's it's really a. But uh, in, I want to say, was what was it? The one year that we did, I picked Rocky mm-hmm. three and I picked Eye of the Tiger and I won the draft. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, Danger Zone's a pretty iconic song mm-hmm. in and of itself. But I have a couple other what I feel are pretty strong movie or uh, song picks here. Oh, this is this is a real tough one. Um, you know, I think I'm going to, I'm going to step away from the the danger zone. And if you want to take it, you can take it. I'm going to go with, as I have on numerous drafts, I'm going to go with a Madonna song. I'm going with Papa Don't Preach. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. That came out that year. So that was a good one. It was, it's actually not in my top six ranked songs, but, uh, just looking at what I have on my list already, I was like, I think I need... I think that was the next, my next, uh, my next pick here. So we'll go with that for better, for worse, Papa don't preach. And so then, let me ask you then you don't have to go to mo- to songs next, but mm-hmm. I left danger zone on the table. Are you taking it? No. No. Okay. No, and, then now I don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to take that one. I need a movie and I need a song. Um, and I can go to either one yeah. because it doesn't matter. And I've wrapped up both of those lists. Open. So there's, yeah, I think I need, oh, geez, this is tough because on one hand, I've got the, you know, I'm going to go with Platoon. I'll take Platoon as my movie. You are? Okay. Yep. Yeah, was... I'll take Platoon. Yep. Got to do it. Okay. I mean, I've got yeah, Crocodile it's... Dundee and Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which are two comedies. And then I want to yeah. balance it off with a little bit of Gravita there. So I think, I think Platoon will do yeah. that. Yeah. I was really leaning toward Pretty in Pink, but I thought three Pretty comedies. Pretty in Pink. Oh, I don't know if that'll yep. play as well. So I'll balance no, it off. I agree. I'll, I'll go with Platoon. It's, it is still, I mean, you can say whatever you want. It's Oliver Stone's best film. It's a morality tale. I love the fact that it is almost like the whole movie watching it is like watching Charlie Sheen's character have a devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other, other shoulder playing and almost both competing for 
you know, kind of his loyalty and kind of what he's going to do. And you've got those two sergeants that, that play those roles. One is evil, one is good, and they're like sort of competing for his soul. There's so much going on in that movie, and it's it's about competing for the soul of America too. At the time, it's there's a lot going on thematically in that movie. It's 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 a much better film than I think some people even remember. If you go back and watch it, you're like, oh man, there's so much going on. And uh, yeah, no, platoon. I'll go with that one. I like it. Nice. All right. I need a TV show to round out my picks. Yes. Uh, my list, like my last two TV shows were Matlock, which you picked, and the other one, which I'm about to pick, which is L.A. Law. Yep. That's a good one. Nothing says 80s like L.A. Law. So that that is my ninth pick and my final TV pick. It was a big critical success. I never watched an oh, episode of it. Show. I remember my mom used oh, to watch I remember it. My watching mom was like, it. oh, L.A. Law is so good. Corbin Burnson, you know, got started on there. And yeah. he obviously went on to do uh, Major League, you know, which we loved him in. Yeah. We reviewed that. Jimmy right? Smits was in this, yeah. and he's had a fantastic career. I mean, uh, there was a lot of very attractive people in this show. I remember I watching say, it when um, it was on. The guy, what's, what's the guy's name? Yeah. Um, oh, it, it escapes me now. He was in um, Clash of the Titans. And Susan Day, who had come from the, the show family. The Partridge family. I think was, was that it? Partridge family? Yeah, she was and, from the Partridge uh, family. Yeah, they were the main two. Harry Hamlin couple. the guy I'm thinking of. Harold Hamlin, what show? did I say it was yeah, that's the guy. Sorry, I think I said Mark Hamlin. Yeah. Or, or I may say Mark Harmon. You said Mark Harmon. I think it's Harry yeah, yes. Hamlin. He was the guy yes, from... Yes, yes, uh, yes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yep. Um, and that's... Unfortunately, that's one of those shows that I have not been able to find on the streamers that I I, I want to revisit now that I'm much older. Because I remember watching them when they came out, but I was like a teenager. And a lot of the stuff was like, you know, over my head because I didn't have the worldly experience to understand what the hell was going on. But in any case... Uh, Chris, what do you need? You need a song? Is that I need a song, and I've got three different ways to go here, and I'm not really sure what to do. So on one hand, I could try to flip things around because you picked a Bon Jovi song, but there's another good Bon Jovi song out there. Yep. And that's yep. You Give Love a Bad Name. I don't yep. know if I I have them that. on the same line. Yep. Living on a Prayer is a better song of the two. I think uh, if I picked You Give Love a Bad Name, I don't know if that would play well with the judges. I don't know if it would cancel out the picks, but it yeah. would certainly make it for a more interesting discussion. I also like Bizarre Love Triangle. I think that is one of the greatest songs out of the oh, 80s good, period. Oh, good pick. And the other one I was leaning toward was a Canadian song uh, by Glass Tire called Don't Forget Me When I'm Gone, which, yep. again, Got I don't that on my know, list. Oh, I don't know how much the judges, especially some of our judges are American, they would even know that song. I don't know if that was a popular song in the States or not. I think I played it for Yancey one time, and he was like, I've never heard this song. And mm. But it's such a, to me, like... If I was to make my top five 80s songs, that would make it. Like, it's just such a great wow. 80s song. It's so good. It, it's a good song, but yeah. But you're trying to win the draft. Honestly, I think from a judge's point of view, that's not going to get you the points you need. Exactly. And that's why I'm really, I, I don't want I wanna... mean, take it, Chris. It's a great song. No. No, I think I'm going to go with Bizarre Love Triangle. I mean, that, we did a thing where it was like our top five favorite songs a couple years ago, and this one was one of mine. So, I mean... Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with that one. Bizarre Love Triangle is, is it for sure. Okay. So, so a couple of the other songs, I got a personal pick, which I'm going to get to in a minute. Um, a couple of the other songs I had on my short list that I didn't pick, I picked Madonna instead. Is I, I, I was going to look, I was looking at, was considering The Final Countdown by Europe, Danger Zone, Kenny Loggins already mentioned, and Living in America by James Brown. Oh, I yeah. Like, that, that was pretty popular, too, wasn't it, at the time? Yeah. A couple other like, ones I, that I was thinking of, too, was Walk Like an Egyptian. Yeah. That one was really popular. It was number one song in 1987, but it, the album came out in 86, so it qualifies. Right. And Sledgehammer, I thought, was really a good one, too, because the video was, yep. so, was so popular, too. But uh, yep. I still think New Order is the way to go there, so... I'm happy yep. with that. Well, okay, so over to you to do a personal pick. So that's a good segue then. You talked about Sledgehammer. So mm -hmm. for my personal pick, this is a no-brainer for me. I have to go with the song In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel because it was my wedding song. It's a oh. great song. It's my wife's all-time favorite song. It was my wedding song. There's no If I don't have this on my list, I'm I'm going to be sleeping on the couch for a month. And it's also, so, the, song, it's also the song that John Cusack played um, and when he held up yeah, the, the boombox over his head, right? Yeah, didn't say anything. Yep. So that's eh, yep. definitely a good one. Okay, um, I think I'm going to go with a movie. I just can't decide. I figured you would, yeah. I can't decide which one. I know um, exactly what movie you're going to. 
I was thinking about doing one crazy summer. I, yeah, I know. That's. I, I figured really you were like gonna go movie. there, but really like anyway, the it's your it's your pick. You, the, oh, there's a lot of movies on here that I'm like, Chris could pick any of these as his personal pick. But I think I'm gonna go a little bit of a different way, and I'm gonna go with Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, I, good pick. Hey. I really do like that movie a lot too, and uh, so I think that's the way to go. And it's 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 kind of endured over the years, you know. And yes. I think uh, I think it might resonate with the judges. So I, I'm happy. With I that one. I think you're absolutely right. And yeah. had I had I not had the the extreme personal connection to the Peter Gabriel song, mm. I definitely would have picked a movie as my personal pick, and that would definitely have been on the short list. Um, but uh, but no. Uh, well, uh, I'm 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 happy with what I've got. I think we both have very strong lists because I think there were some very strong picks this time around. I think it's going to be tough for these judges tough. to uh, to pick a winner. We will send it off to our judges and see what they think. We want to do a quick review here for you. Want me to run around it down? Yes, read, okay. yeah, you read them. So our movies. So I picked Crocodile Dundee, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and Platoon. And your three movies were Top Gun, Aliens, and Stand by Me. TV shows, I went with Perfect Strangers, The Oprah Winfrey Show, and Matlock. And your TV shows were ALF, Pee Wee's Playhouse, and L.A. Law. And then when it comes to songs, I went with Walk This Way from uh, Run DMC and Aerosmith. Why Can't This Be Love, Van Halen, and Bizarre Love Triangle from New Order. And your songs were Living on a Prayer, Bon Jovi, You Gotta Fight for Your Right to Party, Beastie Boys, and Papa Don't Preach, Madonna, personal pick i went with big trouble in little china the movie and you went with a song and that was peter gabriel's in your eyes well happy i got news for happy? you chris no. uh, knowing that my wife is one of the judges there's no chance that my list will not be her vote simply because our wedding song is on this list so this is true so again you've got no the matter what and the by final the way, score is going I yeah, no matter mention, what the final score is, I'm getting one vote out of this so. <laughs> i just want to mention going into these drafts i've always like i'm behind the eight ball because like Five of the judges are like either your wife or personal friends of yours, but it's all good. It's all good. So, uh, well, yeah, she'll and, definitely uh, me, pick I, your list if you have that with that on there. Yeah. And it's got aliens on here too, which is well, one of her all time favorite movie. movies. I have her, I have her vote locked with this, but, oh, yeah, I but she hated fairness, the fact that I didn't like that movie too. So she's definitely yes, voting yeah. against it. She me. keeps telling me to unfriend you every time I'm reminded that you didn't like oh, that movie. Geez. So, but, uh, but in, just, just for full transparency, I never talk to her about my thought process on the lists. I don't share any of my lists prior to doing the draft. And the first four movie drafts we, or the first four pop culture drafts we did, she voted for you. Because after she votes, she tells me which team she voted for, not even knowing whose is whose. She goes, oh, I voted for one with this movie. I'm like, well, that was Chris. So if if people are like, oh, his wife's on there, he's getting to vote every time. No, no. She has voted for your list more than my list so far. That's probably going to change this week, though. You know, let's be honest. I think that, yeah, I think, yeah. I think I, I think it's safe for me to say I have her vote this time around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you probably do. All right. So what do you say? We've wrapped up our, our draft. Like I say, I'm going to send these off to our judges next time when we come back. We'll re- review the list again. We'll figure out who the judges picked and we'll announce a winner. But uh, for right now, what do you say that we have some? Fun with Caveman. All right, my friend. Uh, one of the things we like to do around here is 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 we like to you know play a little bit of a game and so i was thinking about uh playing this game with you and it goes a little bit like this By the way, I mentioned that I did that training this past week. <clears throat> One of the things I did was I was teaching people how to play the drums. We did a little kind of drum thing. And one of the, the participants came up to me and they were like, wow, like you're really musical. Like you mentioned that you have a podcast. Do you incorporate music into your podcast? I'm like, yeah, I sing really, really bad. on purpose on purpose purpose. like purposefully it's kind of like a thing that i do i sing really really bad so and i definitely sang bad there so i'm going to be giving you some movie quotes okay derek obviously and you just got to guess the movie that they come from and then bonus marks as always if you can guess the character that said the quote from the movie okay and of course the the common thread here is they what's that they're all from 1986 1986 so easy to do Okay, okay okay 
right? Yeah. Nice and easy. All I right. got my movie list in front of me, so that, that might help me a little bit. Ah, man, you're going to kill it. Okay. Get away from her, you bitch. Well, that's from Aliens, and it was uh, Ripley. I'm sorry, it was Ripley? Is that what you said? It was it was Ellen Ripley from uh, the movie Aliens. Okay, pardon my French, but Cameron is so tight. If you stuck a lump of coal up his ass, in two weeks, you'd have a diamond. Yeah, that is uh, Ferris Bueller from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Very good. Okay. I love that movie. It's such a good movie. You can be my wingman anytime. Uh, well, it's definitely from Top Gun. It is a little bit more difficult if you can find this character. I'm not sure if this is Iceman or Maverick. I think it was Iceman that said that. Very good. It was Iceman. All right. Nice. I never had any friends later on like the ones I had when I was 12. Jesus yeah, that, does anyone. Yeah, that was Stand By Me and that was... Um, that was the Richard Dreyfuss. That was uh, the older Gordy Lachance. And he was the adult writer played by Richard Dreyfuss. Yep. Very good. Okay. Yep. I'm a mean green mother from outer space and I'm bad. Wow. Uh, uh, I got to think that's a movie I've never seen before because I have no idea what that's from. The character actually sang it. I'm a mean green mother from outer space and I'm bad. Does that help? Sure. Anyway? No, not at all. It's from the little shop of horrors. It was Audrey too, the plant singing. Oh, okay. No. All right. Here, this is a little, little bit of a long one, but I know you're going to get it. Please Got try to understand. I don't have the background for this. I mean, the high school I went to, they asked a kid to prove the law of gravity. He threw the teacher out the window. Yep. It's from one of my guilty pleasure movies. Back to school. And uh, yes. And the character, of course, yeah. was? It was Rodney Dangerfield, Thornton Mellon. Very good. Okay. Somebody once wrote, hell is the impossibility of reason. That's what this place feels like. Hell. Well, that sounds so grim. It's got to be a war movie. So I know Platoon's on the list. I'm going to say Platoon. Yes, it was. Any attempt at the character? I, I only ever saw the movie once. I didn't really care for it. So I don't know any of the characters' names. So got to pass on that. Part it was of it. Charlie Sheen's character that said that. So it's all good. Yeah, but okay. no idea what his name is. Here's one. Aborigines don't own the land. They belong to it. It's like their mother. Oh, it's got to be Crocodile Dundee. And who said it, of course, was? Uh, yeah, it's got to be Mick Dundee. All right. No one laughs at a master of quack foo. That does not sound familiar at all. Quack foo. It's got to be a kid's movie or... I don't know. I have no idea. It's from Howard the Duck. Howard said that. Quack foo. Oh, that makes makes perfect (laughs) sense. Of course it does. Yeah. All right. His name is Blaine? That's a major appliance, not a name. It's got to be from Pretty in Pink. It was. Any idea who said that? Do you remember? I'm going to guess that it's Ducky. Yeah. Okay, last one. This was a, a back and forth. So one character says, I'm a prize fighter. Do you know much about boxing? And she says, no. And he says, I'm the heavyweight champion of the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. I love a good line. It, it was. It was a great movie. Uh, beats me. I, I don't It doesn't sound familiar. I don't know. Uh, Bernie Litko, Jim Belushi's character, said that in About Last Night. About last night. Uh, okay. Love that movie. It's, it's a good line. That's a good line. Oh, it is. He meets her in a bar. He's like, I'm no. a prize fighter. You know much about the fight game? She's like, no. I'm the heavyweight champion of the world. <laughs> so I thought it was really good. Nice. Okay. Nice. So, um, like I said, our fantasy draft lists are going to be sent off to our esteemed panel of judges, my friend. And they will vote. And next time we will announce the winner. And, of course, whoever wins gets possession of the Funko Fonzie trophy. So, uh, so we're going to be doing that. So, uh, but before we uh, we say goodbye, next time we come back, we have to watch a movie 
from 1986. So, Derek, we usually throw things over to you. So, what movie would you like uh, us to watch and come back and review the next time that we get together again? Do you have something cute All right. for me? Uh, yeah, so I'm going to pick right. a movie from 1986 that I haven't seen since 1986, mm-hmm. but I remember when I saw it, I really enjoyed it. And it is Big Trouble in Little China, which was your personal pick. Ooh, that's a, you have not seen that since 1986? I have not seen it since 86. And I'm a big fan of Kurt Russell, and I'm a big fan of John Carpenter. You like Carpenter, And yeah. we, we did Escape from New York as a movie review after the 1981 draft. We, uh, we haven't done the thing uh, as a movie review, but it is uh, definitely one of my favorites. I love yes. it. Like when Carpenter and, uh, and Kurt Russell get together, like they know how to make a movie. Uh, and this is a big cult fan favorite. I've heard so many good things about it as people have discovered it and rediscovered it in the last decade or so. And I just kind of hope it holds up and meets those expectations because I haven't seen it since 86. It's Do you available remember much about it on Disney Plus. Do you remember? No, nothing. Nothing? I remember the cast. Uh, that's it. I don't remember. I, I, his character's name is Jack Burton. That's all I remember. So this is. I'm going to be going into this completely blind, having no recollection of any of it. So I'm really, really hoping for a good movie watching experience this week. If you remember, I did not like Escape from New York. Didn't think it was very, very good. But I liked this movie a lot. And his character, he is just perfectly cast in this movie and it's okay. a bit of a b movie but it's but it's but it's an enjoyable one and i remember watching it mm-hmm. over and over again on the movie channel and i recorded it on my on my my vcr and i had a vhs copy of this and i watched it over and over again back in the day it was it was good i haven't seen it in a while but uh, i'm really looking forward to going back and watching it um it was my personal pick so this is going to be a good one and then i get to come back the week after that with my own pick so i feel like i'm getting a i get to double tip here you know yeah no kidding that well so that's great i'm happy with unfortunately that. uh unfortunately we're not gonna have a show next week because i'm taking a little break i'm taking a vacation but yeah. when we come back in two weeks yeah. we will we'll come back in two weeks big trouble in china and we will review big trouble in little china and then after that i'm gonna take a little bit of a vacation as well i'm gonna go away for my uh my anniversary so uh you know the summertime is always you know, sort of sporadic for us because we got lots of things on the go but uh, next time out we will definitely watch big trouble in little china and we will review it that's gonna be really fun to go back and watch that one so until next time this is chris mcbrien on behalf of myself and of course on for Derek Myers I want to say thanks for listening to Pop Goes Your World the pop culture podcast for the generations thanks for listening to Pop Goes Your World you can contact Chris and Derek at popgoesyourworld.com please take a minute and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you download and listen to the show 